Welcome to Financial Planning for Tech Professionals and Entrepreneurs, the Morton Podcast. I'm, re- I'm like rebranding this podcast a little bit. We'll see where it goes, but tips and tricks and strategies for financial planning. Today's show, I'm super excited to welcome back Megan Russell. She is the Chief Operating Officer at Murata Wealth Management. She's written over 700 financial articles. She can be found on MuradaOnMoney.com. Megan, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Now we can have our, our geeky financial planning party. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. On a Friday afternoon is when we're recording this. And it is great to connect with Megan. And we we're just chit-chatting before the show here about great topics, including today's, which is SEP IRAs versus solo 401ks. We're going to have a big shootout between these two <laughs> employer retirement plans. It caught my eye because Megan wrote a recent article on MuradaOnMoney.com that was fantastic. And so I thought, oh, let's have her on the show and talk about this for our listeners because a lot of those entrepreneurs, tech professionals have side hustles or full-time jobs where they want to set up employer retirement plans. And of course, there's a few options, including the SEP IRA and the 401k. So Megan, bottom line up front, if you or an entrepreneur, and you've got your own business, which of these are you going to set up for yourself? Every business deserves a 401k. That's my motto. So I think I picked the 401k. Pick the 401k. All right. (laughs) So that was a good episode. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. There's definitely some nuances, right, between these two pros and cons. So we're going to dive into those. And But before we do, Megan, why do you say that every business deserves a 401k? Every business deserves a 401k because it's one of the best ways for you to save just large amount of retirement money. You just get to put so much more money into a 401k. I do want to add that the the debate between a solo 401k and a SEP IRA is for businesses that have one employee. So if you have more than one employee, you can technically still have a SEP IRA. But at that point, really, you should do the 401k. There's so many more options anyways, but it's not technically at that point a solo 401k. They basically have the same rules, but there's a little bit of nuance where when you're the only employee, you get some special other rules. Um, Anyways, so just wanted to add that clarification up front. Yeah, definitely. So there might be a few different things as we talk about it. We might lose track a little bit. You could use a SEP IRA and a 401k if you have employees. But today, mostly we're talking about solo individuals. So the SEP IRA for your solo business or the solo 401k for you alone. alone. It's also sometimes called an individual 401k in case anybody's, what is that one? Uh, Anyways, yeah. Yeah, they come by different names, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because you're the only employee in this context that we've set up, the employer contribution is the focus of kind of both of those accounts. You've got the, as an employer, you get to put money into 401k or SEP IRA, or in this case, solo 401k plans for the benefit of employees, in this case, you. And normally, if you were an employee of a company, you wouldn't have any control over how much money that was. Your employer would just plop in a mountain and you'd be happy that you got it. But obviously, when you are the entrepreneur, you're the person who owns this business, you get to decide how much money you save in your account. And that's where the nuance of which one is better is exists because they have different contribution limits, different ways of stacking up. And so the employer contribution limit 
is limited at 25% of your adjusted compensation. And so if you are not profitable as a business, uh, you might not be able to save as much in that employer uh, component. So if your profits are really, really small, 25% of a really small amount is obviously even smaller versus if you're super profitable, 25% is maybe really massive and they have an upper cap that's just over $60,000 as the maximum. So obviously if you were really profitable, you'd get caught on that upper cap. But the cool thing about a solar 401k or any 401k is that in addition to that employer contribution, there's an employee contribution. Now you're the same person, but when you're wearing your employee hat, you can sneak a few more dollars in. And that's the really cool part. And so those extra dollars that you can sneak in aren't limited by the 25% cap. So even a business that wasn't turning a profit could save the employee contribution if you've got that wages there that you can sneak it in. And so it ends up being just better. So even businesses that don't make a bunch, they're not worried about the 60,000 cap, you can still get more money in into that solo 401k. Okay, wow. There was just a lot there in what you said between employer, employee, and minimums and maximums. So let's break it down a little bit. You said that, and this is why there's so many questions out there around which account to use and how to use it. And it gets confusing because as an entrepreneur, you are both the employer mm-hmm. and the employee. And the employee. Yeah. So first let's talk about the SEP IRA. Let's go ahead and stick on this contributions because mm-hmm. this is a, a big point. On the SEP IRA, tell me about the contributions if I'm a solo business owner. So if you're a solo business owner, you're just limited to employer contributions only. There's no employee component. And Mm. they're limited to the smaller amount of, I think it's $61,000 in 2022 or 25% Mm -hmm. of compensation. So that's the cap. That's how much you can put in. You get to decide how much you want to put in, but that's what you're capped at. Now, is that 25% of compensation gross revenue Net revenue, 25% of which one is that? It's this kind of funky, like adjusted income number, if I remember right, where you've taken out some of your self-employment taxes and things like that. So it's an adjusted, it's slightly lower than maybe the number you have in your head, but it is uh, this like adjusted income number. Gotcha. Okay. So basically an adjusted income number and you can take... 25% 25% of that as the employer, SEP IRAs, only employers can contribute, no employees. So we take that, uh, whatever the business made as the employer, and as the owner of that business, we can decide up to 25% of that could get in. So if we made about 100000 in our business, we could contribute about 25000 into the SEP IRA. That's right. And that's our maximum. We're limited by that 25%. Yeah, your cap. Even if you... Okay. Wanted to put more in. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, correct. Okay. And then if you made two or 300,000, we're also capped by the IRS cap, which is about 61,000 here in 2022. So that's the yes. upper limit um, for any of these employer retirement plans. Yes. So now let's compare that contribution to the solo 401k. You said that both the employer and the employee can contribute to that. That's right. And so you get the normal 401k contribution limit for employees as well, which at this point is just over 20000 And then also, if you're over 55, you can get the catch-up provision, which is an even more amount that the employee gets to put in. So you've got this 
big pile of money that you're just allowed as a dollar amount. It's not a percentage of, it's just a dollar amount that you're allowed to defer from your wages. Okay. All right. So as the employee, I have some wages that I'm paying myself out of the business right. and I can put up to about 20,000 or, or even 26,000, you know, into that from that side. And I can contribute 25% as the employer, I can contribute 25%. So we have an example, say making about. So you're still <clears throat> capped though oh, yeah. at that 61. The 61 includes the employee contributions. So you, unfortunately you can't get over okay. that amount. So if you already managed to get up to the 61, it's a cap that's like the total amount that can be put into the plan. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then the catch up sits on, on top of that. And the ketchup sits on top of the 61. On the 61. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. It's, See, this is why the listeners to, are confused. <laughs> yeah. They don't try to make it easy. So if you're really adverse to all of the navigating the waters, do it once. Figure out what you're supposed to do with the plan that you've picked and then just do that <laughs> every single time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I do want to move on to get some details on the SEP IRA and how mm-hmm. and what are some other uh, fundamentals there. But just to cap this in terms of contribution, because this is the number one question for self-employed business owners, because they want to contribute maybe a lot of money into these right. deferred plans or uh, tax-free Roth plans. So <clears throat> let's just let's put a pin in this one. If you have eighty-two thousand of income for your business. Okay. And the SEP IRA, 25% of that's about 20500 mm-hmm. that you could which, get into the SEP IRA. Okay. That's awesome. Which you can awesome. put in as the employer. Right? Which, yeah. Which you put in as the employer. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. If you had a solo 401k, you could do that same 25%, as that 20500 plus yeah. as the employer. Very good. Yeah. And then plus the employee, another 20500 So 41000 exactly. total. So out of your 82000 you can put 41000 Yeah. You got double. All right. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So that's why it really depends on that the business income level and also how much you want to put away. Maybe you don't want to put away right. that much. But right. there's the bottom line, again, on contributions, why the solo 401k oftentimes really outweighs. One of the reasons it yes. might outweigh Yeah, you can save IRA. more in more circumstances because of that employee contribution limit. It, there you yeah. go. All right. I love the way you said that. You can save more in more circumstances because of that employee contribution. Perfect. All right. So let's go back to the SEP IRA and talk uh, about a few more of the details. What exactly, if the listener's interested in in that SEP IRA, what are some of the other details about how those work? So a SEP IRA is a little bit uh, unique as far as retirement account types that are sponsored by an employer because you get to open it at whatever custodian you want. You're, you're not as limited. SEP IRAs are just very plentiful. There's the, Every custodian seems to offer okay. one, and you can open one basically anywhere, and then you just have full access to it the way you would. People forget sometimes it's not a traditional IRA because it just so much behaves like a traditional IRA in how you're trading in the account, how you're investing the funds. There's not as much overhead as a 401k has to have. And you just have a lot of flexibility in what you want to buy. And now as the employer, you get to set up the plan document regardless of which type of retirement account you want to set up. So you always have a lot of control over exactly how this plan works. Mm -hmm. But the SEP IRA is just very, it's designed to be simple for people. It's designed to have a simplified plan document. And so there's all of that advantage. And then also you're allowed to roll out money from a SEP. You can just roll it over into your traditional IRA 
Whereas in a 401k, sometimes you might end up with a plan document that doesn't let you roll it out until uh, you're done with the business or you're over a particular age. And now again, you're the employer, you get to pick what's in the plan document, but a lot of times for solo 401ks, you get this prepackaged plan. This is what the E-Trade one looks like, and there isn't customization to mm-hmm. it. So while you can shop between custodians to find the features that you want, you might, if you want a particular custodian, you might get stuck with their cookie cutter and it not be quite what you want it to be. Whereas with a SEP IRA, gotcha. it's already really easily accessible. And uh, yeah, it just has that simplification of use. So does that mean, Megan, if I have my own business and I'm, I'm thinking about doing the SEP IRA for, for this reason, maybe others, can I just go to any custodian and open an account and just click on like, I'd like to open a SEP IRA and click through? It's kind of that simple in a sense, right? In a sense. Normally there's a plan document at okay. some point that you have to sign. And if there isn't, mm-hmm. it's because you've already created one and you're providing it to them. But normally there's a plan okay. document at some point that you have to say that like, I'm establishing a SEP. That's an IRS kind yep. of form. It doesn't yep. always, it's not always like on IRS letterhead, but it's an IRS required document. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it has that extra but step the, that a traditional IRA that... wouldn't have had that step, but, but it's very right. simple. Whereas right. a 401k, if you have over a certain amount of money, you get some IRS filing requirements. And also you have a lot more accounting that you just, like a slip of paper, you'll just have to save that says how much money you put into it and things like that. So there's a little bit more mm-hmm. paperwork, both in the initial setup and then in the maintenance of the plan. So you, if you gotcha. really hate paperwork, a 401k <laughs> will give you more paperwork. But again, you might be able to save twice the amount of a SEP. So you'll have to weigh the your dislike of paperwork versus the really wonderful <laughs> options that you get in the 401k. Got you. Okay. So the SEP IRA is more simple or straightforward to set up and a little bit less ongoing requirements. But again, the downside is your contribution limits, especially as your business is growing. Right. And contributions, you might want to do more in the future. That you got to weigh the pros and cons there. Now, you also mentioned you can roll the money out of the SEP IRA into your traditional IRA if you wanted to do that. What would be the benefit, or why would you want to roll that out from your SEP IRA? Yeah, so you could roll it out. For example, instead of just going to a traditional IRA, you could convert it to a Roth, and so it's a sneaky way that you can turn it into Roth funding because you put it in, you get your deduction for putting it into the SEP and then you can convert it to Roth. It turns into something like a backdoor scenario because it's got that deduction paired with the taxable Roth conversion, canceling one another out on your return. Okay. Interesting. So you can take your SEP IRA contribution, you can roll it out into rollover traditional IRA, and then you can convert that Mm -hmm. into a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Or you could just roll it straight to the Roth. <laughs> or you could just, I got gotcha. you. You don't even yeah. need to go. You could just yeah. roll it from the SEP IRA straight yeah. into the Roth IRA. Roth IRA. Yeah. And, and at that point, it won't, the funds won't be in an employer plan anymore. They'll be out of it in your Roth IRA. So it's not an in plan Roth conversion, it's rolling it out of an employer plan into a Roth IRA. I only specify that because in a 401k, you can do an in-plan conversion and it's a different thing. So, <laughs> And this is a big difference. Actually, let's pause on this for a minute because this is a big difference, right, Megan? This is why when you do a Roth conversion, when you, tra- you transfer money from a traditional rollover or SEP IRA, 
they're all counted for non-deductible in terms basis. of the conversion yeah. for the uh, yeah that's right for the yeah. basis when you do the conversion so if you have so don't don't misunderstand here if you have say a couple hundred thousand in an, in a rollover ira already and now you've got your own business and you're setting up a sep ira and you contribute 20,000 to it if you convert that 20,000 straight to a roth You've got to combine that with that 200000 you already have in a traditional IRA in terms of tax consequences. For determining the portion of your non-deductible basis that is used up. So That's luckily, right. you don't have to do a total conversion That's of right. both in order to do one of That's... them. But if you're doing a backdoor yeah, yeah, yeah. or non-deductible contributions to a traditional IRA, having a SEP IRA balance will mess up a clean backdoor. Suddenly, you put 6000 yeah, in. Yeah. And you're trying to convert it to have all 6,000 not be taxable, basically, because of the basis. But then because you got the SEP IRA, it actually is only the smaller percentage that's not taxable. And the rest of it is getting taxed on right. the conversion anyways. Whereas a 401k, it doesn't count as part of that asset right. pool that is considered for basis. And so... By contributing to that right. 401k, you can leave effectively your traditional IRA balance empty, waiting for your clean back door to come through. The, cl the clean back door. <laughs> it's yeah. got a whole nother level of uh, picture in my mind now. We have a nice clean back door <laughs> yes. that we can do. I usually say without any tax consequences. So yeah, that's exactly right. So I just wanted to highlight that for listeners that SEP IRAs, traditional IRAs, rollover IRAs are all combined when you're talking about conversion yeah. uh, to Roth. So keep that in mind if you've been doing them in the past or you want to do them yep. in the future, that if you add a SEP IRA, you got to keep that in mind. Now, if you fully convert your SEP every year and then you're also doing non-deductible contributions and fully converting those, it won't mess anything up because you'll end the year with a zero balance in all of your traditional accounts. It's only if you're yep. ending the year with a balance in that traditional account that some of the non-deductible basis is going to stay behind. Yep. Yep. Or if you already, you know, I run across this, or if you already have a large balance yeah. in your traditional or rollover. Okay. Right. And so don't think, oh, I can start a new SEP IRA and they, they said we can convert this. And this is why another reason for the 401k. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about that. And, you know, the, that's what's nice about the separation, right. right? 401ks have their own rules when it comes to in-plan conversions. So tell me a little bit more about, let's switch over to the 401ks you know, on this topic getting into Roth dollars, what can we do there if we're self-employed and we want to set up our own 401k? So in a 401k, whether it's a solo 401k or it's just a 401k, you can have a Roth component. You decide in your plan document, are your employees allowed to put money in on a Roth side? And you'll get to make that choice. Some custodians don't have a Roth option, so you can shop around for one that does have it, but in their like standard document, but you as the employer will get to pick that choice. So if you choose, yeah, of course I want to save money in a Roth, <laughs> then your employee contribution gets to go in Roth instead of going in as a traditional deferral. And it will grow Roth and it will be its own little piece of the pie. And that piece of the pie will be the Roth piece of the pie. And so that's really great, super valuable. It doesn't even require a conversion or anything to do it. It's not limited in the same way that a Roth IRA, if you, oh, you made too much, you can't put it in the Roth IRA. Well, 401ks mm -hmm. don't have that problem. So you can always put it in as Roth. So even if you make way too much to walk in the front door of a Roth, you can walk in the front door of a Roth 401k. That just makes it super valuable and helpful. Some plans also, as a separate piece, 
will permit what's called in-plan Roth conversions. And that means that some of the traditional balances, like all that employer contributions that you put in there and you weren't able to save in Roth, you can convert those within the 401k plan to a Roth account. That's a little bit less rare for a solo 401k to have in the document, but is definitely something that 401k plans can do and that some custodians may have in their cookie cutter. So it is something that you can ask about when you're trying to figure out where you want to open it because it's definitely possible and there's tons of 401ks that have it. But that will let you then keep your back door all nice and clean and tidy while still doing Roth conversions of all of that (laughs) employer contributions. So you can get a lot of Roth money going when you've got that 401k option. So yeah, this is fantastic. And it gets, this is why it gets so messy and uh, for entrepreneurs to figure this out because you got maybe a a partner and they've got some accounts and you've got some old accounts and how do you contribute and what are the limits and what's the tax consequences? So there's definitely stuff to figure out here, but I love what you said, the 401k, you can have the Roth if it's in your plan document, you can have a Roth and you get around those income limits, get around quote unquote. There's no income limits. So you just walk right in. Right. Yeah, that's right. And the Roth, so you can contribute to Roth dollars and we love that tax-free forever. Megan and I are big fans of the Roth of everything. Tax-free forever. Then you also mentioned some plans and again, plan documents. You got to shop around for which custodians allow you to do which types of things with your plan document. It's very important, but you could do in-plan conversions. So you as the employee can go ahead and put your contribution straight into the Roth 401k if that's an option. And then if you have the ability to do in-plan conversions, those employer dollars from that 25% of profit sharing or revenue could also be converted over to that Roth side of the 401k. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so you can just get lots and lots of Roth money going. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a couple of questions for you. One, have you run across solo 401ks that allow after-tax employee contributions? I've not explicitly run across them, but I think that it doesn't make as much sense for a solo 401k because normally those after-tax contributions are when your bum employer won't put more money in and you want to save more money there. You can be like, look, he didn't even use up the 61 and you get to put more money in at that point. And that's why it's that after tax, yeah. you've got, you've earned it and right. then you're filling up the bucket. But when you're in the employer, it's a little harder to end up in a situation where you're like, that bum employer won't fill up my, won't fill up my 401k. <laughs> like that you, may bum. As well, you may as well just fill it up all the way because you're the employer and then you can get yep. it in pre-tax. But it's true that if you've got that that limit, that yeah, deduction the limit, limit, right? Now, I think that with a 401k, I don't know if they still call it an after-tax contribution, but your employer is allowed to put more money in than that. They just don't get a deduction for it. So it's like effectively after-tax. I don't know if they still call it that when the employer uh, is the one who's doing okay. it because it's not like on the employee's return and then it's going back in. It's on the employer's return. Um, Now, when you're both hats, does it really even matter? I don't know. But I don't know if they'd still technically call it that. But when a 401k, you're allowed to put, technically you're allowed to put more than 25% in up to that 61, but the extra that you put in isn't deductible as a business expense. Interesting. All right, I got to dive more into that. That's my understanding, at least. It effectively results in it being after tax on your own return on your business, as opposed to 
Yep. After tax on your own return as wages, which is what would have happened for an yep. employee who did yep. after tax. Yep. Most yeah, businesses and then we definitely don't want to get that in. Do that when they have like a bunch of employees because you, suddenly you just have all this money that you don't get right. a deduction for that you're paying tax on. So most businesses don't do it, which is why it's normally the employee yep. who's doing it. But as a solo, go for it. So I'm going to I'm gonna put a pin in that one because I definitely want to research a little bit more and get that out there on how that might work. Because it's pretty interesting because, of course, if your business is making $150,000, you, you know, that 25% isn't going to reach the 61000 even with the employee contribution. So it would be great, right, to, to mm-hmm. how do we get that total 61000 in there if there are a couple options, either after-tax contributions from the employee or non-deductible contributions from the employer strategies for doing that uh, might make sense for a lot of uh, entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. Let me see if I can articulate it one more time really accurately, which is I think that it's that 401k plan employer contributions are limited to it's either $61,000 or 100% of that particular participant's compensation. And then you are only allowed a deduction up to 25% of all participants, which if it's only you, then it's only you, compensation, plus the amount of any elective deferrals the employees made. So you're always allowed to do that elective deferral and get the deduction, but you're not allowed to do more than 25% of, again, if it's only you, your compensation to get the deduction, but you can put up to 100% of your compensation in, but you're limited by that. 61 cap so okay that's the accurate complex way of saying it (laughs) (laughs) as succinctly as possible and i know that's on your article which of course we'll link to in the show notes which is great it has a lot of these details in there as well so you can read all about that and do some more research (laughs) contact megan if you have more questions (laughs) but i did want to mention something else too which was and i've run across this a lot megan what about rolling money up into to get that clean back door, right? Mm -hmm. Rolling your current traditional IRA money, maybe $100,000 that you took out of some previous job and it's in that rollover IRA into Mm -hmm. your solo 401k plan. Do you see that as part of the plan documents often? Or you can definitely do that to have roll-ins into your solo 401k, right? I don't know that I've looked closely at the plan documents that I have for that particular feature because most of the time Mm -hmm. people are trying to convert it more than they're trying to reverse roll Mm -hmm. over it with the people that we're working with. But I know that it's definitely possible in 401ks. So it would it's conceivable that a solo 401k cookie cutter could have that role in there because you're allowed to do it in a plan document. And that's definitely a super valuable tool to have in your tool belt because even if you already have a non-deductible basis in your traditional IRA right now and you're like, oh, I just can't get to it because I have all these funds (laughs) in IRAs and I can't seem to get it into my Roth. You can actually do a reverse rollover of everything except for that basis into your 401k plan and you're not allowed to put that basis into your 401k plan basically. So you leave it behind. And suddenly you have this beautiful centrifuge that has just perfectly separated your non-deductible basis from the pre-tax traditional basis. And you just do a completely clean backdoor of all of that money. And then you can even roll it back out and have your traditional IRA again. So it's a really weird 
situation, but but you can result in a clean back door. You can tidy it up enough that you can get that basis out. So long as you're not paperwork yeah. adverse, because there's a lot of paperwork involved in that. Moving it into the plan normally takes a little bit of doing. Moving it out of the plan sometimes takes a little bit of doing. Um, so long as you're not adverse to the paperwork, you can get all of that non-deductible basis out of there and into a Roth. Again, you need to have the 401k to do it. But here's here's an option for some entrepreneurs, maybe that just have a little side hustle that they're not making a ton of money on. You could still open a solo 401k for that. I'm making about 10,000 a year in the side hustle. I have a um, Schedule C on my tax forms. You know, Mm -hmm. it is my own business. And you could open a solo 401k. You could roll in that traditional separate the, the non-deductible basis, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then you now you got the clean back door right. from there. And so there's another opportunity for getting tax-free yeah. forever money in a really great way. Yeah. I haven't been able to figure out if you even need to be profitable to open a 401k. I feel like you could just open one because you're like, I... I need one of these and I have a business intentions, but I haven't been able to find definitively yeah. whether or not you can do that. Check with your CPA on that. Yes, I think yeah. and I are not going to answer that question. No. <laughs> I love yeah. that. But it's tools, you know, and that's what we're talking about is opportunities that make sense given your situation. And there's another one that, that I just love. All right. So let's wrap this up. What are the difference between the SEP IRA, the 401k, really given the listeners a lot of different ideas to think about? What's, again, the bottom line, like, what are the differences that matter in terms of the SEP IRA versus the solo 401k? I think we've hit really hard on the strengths of the solo 401k. So hopefully by this point, everybody who's listening is convinced you can save more money, you can do more things, there's more planning opportunities, you probably deserve a 401k. That being said, right now, it's, it's just recently the new year, people are in tax season, they're trying to file their taxes. Maybe you had a business last year. And it made a bunch of money and you're listening to this, man, I regret not having a retirement plan. I'm just missing out on so much opportunity. The cool thing about a SEP is that you can open it anytime before you file your tax return. That includes extensions if you file for an extension on your tax return. So you have a lot of time to open a SEP, right? You could just open one today and you could put money in it for last year. You can do a prior year contribution to it. And that is really cool. And that's something that you can do with a SEP that you can't do with a 401k. So even though we just hit really hard that you deserve a 401k and you should look into opening one of those, if you don't have a retirement plan right now, open a SEP (laughs) so that you can get some money in it for last year. And then later you can figure out how to open the solo 401k and if you want to do that. But just getting some money into a SEP. Each new tax year, you have a limited amount of money you can put into a retirement plan. And so anytime you can do prior year contributions to fill up last year's limit instead of this year's limit, you probably should consider doing it just because it's expiring. That opportunity to save that money is going away. So that's Uh, the the reason for a SEP. (laughs) That is great. Really good advice. Yeah, especially here. I'm glad we're doing this at the start of the year. So listeners that are just totally bummed out can say, oh my gosh, I did earn some money last year and I want to get that in. And I love the way you phrase that. It's a limited time. Each calendar year, you just have that limited time, but you still have the first quarter or even extensions mm. for contributing for last year. So you can get in that time machine Sneak and make the contributions for last year. So now's a great opportunity for doing that. Thank you so much, Megan, for all the insights into the 401ks, the opportunities, the planning 
opportunities that, that uh, entrepreneurs have when it comes to setting up SEP IRAs, solo 401ks, and I really appreciate everything. Yay, thanks. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.